You're listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Ikera, and this is episode number 61. This week's episode is a very special episode. Um, my best friend, Ken Kiefer, a fellow host of the Upstairs Room on Denver Underground Radio, as well as a fellow member of our band, The Silver Chord, is uh, making his return to the podcast this this week, and um, essentially this is a uh, about his new, or not, his, his new album with his side, side project, solo project, I guess you could say, The Art of Malice, which he formed back in, I don't know, I think uh, 2008, I believe, or 2007, was when he first started doing The Art of Malice. At that point, he and I both kind of did these little solo projects, which were different from The Silver Chord. I did Blind Hearts. Uh, which maybe eventually I'll release some of the old stuff for that. Um, made like one demo with that. And Ken made Art of Malice. Uh, we played a few shows, actually, where uh, I did Blind Hearts. And then then I went in with the last song for Blind Hearts was a song called Hope, which was like a, basically a 12-minute Funeral Doom song. Um, and uh, Ken came on and did keyboards for it because it was basically two-note. And we went from that song into the first Art of Malice song, which, because Art of Malice was generally in the beginning more long, kind of very monolithic type of tracks, which which I think uh, at the very end of the of the episode, we'll, I'll play an old Art of Malice song. But yeah, so, uh, and I play guitar over it, like lead stuff, like, um, and we did that a few times live, and yeah, Ken's made a few uh, things over the years, um, and uh, he he basically um, recently uh, got everything back up on um, on um, uh, what I say um, um, got everything up on Bandcamp and uh, and yeah so he has the early demos uh, I guess the first one he said it came out in 2006 that makes sense yeah which is called a spectator. Um, then he did uh, Luxurious Skin and In the Shadow of the Illness, which came out in 2008, which was around the time that I did guitar for him. Then he did the Here's Heresy EP in 2008, which is a very great little three-song EP that I always said sounded like the uh, s- sound of uh, serial killer music, basically. And then he did a few other ones, uh, Nothing Grows in the Shade and uh, the Him and the Her. And then, uh, yeah, the newest album is the Death Hymnals. So this album, Death Hymnals, just came out um, literally just a couple days ago as of the, um, I think he put out on the 31st, so this is going out on the 3rd. So, um, and basically um, what we did is we had um, done an episode of uh, The Upstairs Room a few months ago when he finished recording the uh, the album, and we... Uh, listened to it, um, and then we did recorded a conversation about the album and about Art of Malice that, uh, that you'll hear. So I'm going to actually kind of uh, do a little different type of thing for this episode than I usually do, because basically what we're going to do is we're going to be playing the full version of the album um, from beginning to end, and actually going to be kind of a longer version of the album than what he's releasing. Um, and then, because uh, it Two of the songs he's making kind of like bonus tracks now, but yeah, you're going to hear the original version of the album. 
Um, and then after that will be the conversation. And the main reason I'm doing that is because, uh, yeah, we really talk about the album and he, it's probably best to actually hear it before he heard a conversation. And, you know, it's a good way for me to, uh, support Ken and, uh, you know, get his music out there and I hope you guys will be enjoying. Of course, what is Artemis? It's very experimental electronic type of music. So if you like that, you're going to enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, you, it's going to sound available on Bandcamp, I believe, at artemalis.bandcamp.com, I do believe. And um, uh, he's releasing uh, cassettes, and he also is going to have a full um, video version of the album as well. He's made videos for every song. You can go see them on his on his Instagram, all the diff- videos, but he's going to do a version of the album all the way through with all the videos in order which will be pretty cool to experience as well. Um, yeah, so you can get a cassette, you can, um, or you can get the uh, digital version on Bandcamp. And yeah, the cassette, um, uh, for, uh, what do you call it, J-Card that he made, it looks pretty cool. It looks real nice. So it uh, looks legit. So yeah, um, if you like what you hear, go and support Ken. And uh, yeah, and you know, Speaking of the Denver Underground Radio courses with the radio station he and I run, um, and we have the shows on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. My show is Darklands, uh, which is black metal, death metal, etc. And then the show Upstairs Room is on Thursdays, which Ken and I do, which is usually like dark ambient, or not dark ambient, sorry, dark wave, goth, post-punk, all that kind of stuff. Uh, both of those start at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, live on DenverUndergroundRadio.com. So check that out. Follow us on uh, social media as well. You can see the set lists and uh, get the links to the Spotify playlist as well for every one of the shows. And uh, yeah, follow Ken at The Art of Malice on Instagram and everything as well. Um and you can also even follow our band, Silver Cordal, which we're going to try to start getting some new stuff in the works. Um, so, yeah, part of the impetus for Ken to do the Art of Malice thing was trying to figure out recording at home for himself. And, um, and yeah, kind of offshoot of that was doing this. And, yeah, it's a great album. Um, I think uh, some of you will definitely enjoy it a lot um, if you're into experimental music. Um before I play the album and get into the interview, um, I guess we'll do the other plugs aside from the radio station, which is, of course, the gang of podcasts that I belong to called the Horsemen of the Podcast Apocalypse. And uh, every other Monday, you have Whore Wolf 666 with Branded Legion. Every Tuesday, you have uh, Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Schmidt. Every Wednesday, you have Everything With Black with Mike Hill. And Mike and I do a, a collaboration series between Soul Knox and Dar- uh, Everything With Black called Darkness Weaves about the work of Carl Edward Wagner. Uh, the newest episode is oh, came out last Wednesday, so you can go check that out on Everything With Black. Thursdays, you have Necromaniacs with uh, Mike Scandato, Mike Hill, and Jeff Kashid. Fridays, you have Spitball Media, formerly known as Break the Apocalypse with John Draper. And at intermittent times, whenever he has something ready, you have Iblis Manifestations with Cheyenne of Trivax. 
Then I'd also like to uh, shout out my other podcast brother, which is the Mycelium Signal uh, with Konstantin Tornohovi from the Tuonen Porti Collective up in Finland. We're going to be doing another episode together at some point, but go check out the Mycelium Signal. He's got some great episodes with Richard Gavin and Nas Alchemist and uh, Martin Locker. Um, and if you speak Finnish, he's got other episodes that you can listen to as well. And, uh, yes, let's see. And, yeah, follow everybody on social media and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Rate everybody on the, on the platforms. And, um, I also have a, a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash soul podcast, $2 a month and, uh, trying to do two to four bonus episodes a month. Uh, got a little behind this month because my second episode hadn't come out yet, but uh, probably end up with uh, three or four this month as I get caught up on my Dracula series. So yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, but uh, and I really appreciate the support with anybody who does sign up to Patreon. It really helps a lot, particularly right now. I'm a little strapped and stuff, so you know. Uh, it helps it helps a lot to keep the podcast going, if you know what I mean. But anyways, um, so we're going to get into playing um, Deaf Hymnals. This is the uh, uh, the album's out on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah, give this a listen. And then you can hear the interview with Ken afterwards where we talk about Art of Malice. We talk about the album and what, what uh, the thought process is behind it and everything like that. And then at the end, I'll play uh, an old Artemella song from back when it first started. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Hail Satan. My greatest fear is I dread the days. I dread the nights. Screaming and hope never to awaken. Every day I die just a little bit more. I can't piece it together myself at time. Against my vices, against my life, against my destiny, this is my time. Hello there, it's only me. Please walk with me into this white light. Toward the white light. Please let me enter the white light and say goodnight. And say goodnight. Our Lord Jesus Christ has promised through the apostles Is there anyone sick among you? Let them call for the peace of the church. And the prayer of faith will raise the sick And if they have committed sin, their sins will be forgiven them. Lord, look with eyes of compassion on your servants, on your head, and that the healing of the mind, restore them to the fullness and the wholeness as you created them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly and grant you peace. And may the Lord Jesus heal the sick, touch you, as I lay my hand upon you, 
and I am the healing of your mind, but I will regret it for the forgiveness of your sins and for your
You don't feel that you belong in the hospital, but that other people did feel that. As soon as I express the belief that I do not belong in this hospital, which is a mental hospital, then those who dislike me want to find a worse place for me. Not sure I understand. Could you make that clearer for me? No. Is this uh, a way of... A hospital? Yes, I can. As soon as I express the belief that I do not belong in this mental hospital, then those who dislike me want to find a hospital where the living conditions are not as good as this. But why are you in the hospital in the first place? I'm not clear. Because I'm working to do something which, in my life, which most people do not do. This influences my thinking and occasionally my actions. And a psychiatrist has noticed this. What has he noticed? Like the actions and the thinking and has decided that I should be here to change them. What actions? How I talk and how I look right at this moment. And how would you describe the way you're talking and looking right at this moment? As other people talk, and at this moment, however, I've been told that it is not the way other people talk and look. Have you any idea in what way it's not like that? No, because I believe it is as other people talk. So then, from your point of view, not from other people's point of view, from your point of view, you look, you talk, you think, you behave as other people do. You're very interested in learning to play the piano. You sit at the piano a little differently from the way someone else might, and you stand somewhat differently. Occasionally, you stand differently. Now that, uh, in itself, doesn't seem on the surface to be sufficient reason for being in a hospital. But what other reasons have been given to you, or what other reasons do you understand are the causes of your being here? I'm supposed to not be mentally well. Oh. And what's supposed to be wrong with you? No doctor has told me. It's hard to believe. I tell the truth. What are your plans? If things should go well, if you were to leave the hospital, then what? I need financial help from my father to prepare me for obtaining a job as a piano instructor at a university where I will be able to teach people how to play the piano and also play the piano for people. Have you had the training yet to permit you to be an instructor? No, I have not. Have you tried? I don't understand what you mean. Have you tried to get the instruction? Yes, I have tried. What's happened? I have not had the correct environment for the instruction, nor the correct financial help for the instruction, nor the correct instruction. Have you been accepted for such instruction? By some teachers, yes. And by others, no? Yes. It has been about half and half. Have you started any such instruction with those who did approve of it? Yes. And how has it gone? 
With some it has gone well, with some it has not gone well. Put your face to the ground 
Hosea 10 verses 12 to 15. So righteousness for yourselves, reap the fruit of unfailing love, and break up your unfiled ground. For it is time to seek the Lord, until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. But you have planted with his, you have reaped you have eaten the fruit of deception, because you have depended on him on the strength of the Lord.
Tulsa, Oklahoma. 3.30 a.m. A late night crowd is hanging out at a convenience store. When gunshots ring out. Oh, my God. 
Ground reporting. One suspect down. The building has not been cleared.
forty and two months. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle in them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his Here is let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six.
Yeah, well, I figure for the um, probably the first thing to start with is um, I mean, because like pretty much, I mean, pretty much, but most people who are me hearing this podcast won't have any idea what the deal is. Aside, you know, like for Artemala. So, I mean, maybe we should go back to the beginning of when when you first started in Artemala and ideas behind it, and then get up to the new album, and then discuss that. Yeah. So. Um... So yeah, with um, Art of Malice, it's always, it's funny because like, I've always seen Art of Malice as kind of like, you know, complete, you know, like, like when we've done our music as a silver chord, it's been pretty straightforward. There's a message that's being sent where with the, with the Art of Malice, it's really a jumbled mixed bag. Like, um, the name itself is kind of a mixture of two references so like the art of malice basically the art it's basically kind of like a lot of the music that i do for art of malice is pretty soundscape and it's really chopped up i do a lot of cutting up of different types of sounds i'm always working with different types of stuff um one of the main influences for his band was the art of noise um, so that was like a real big influence of why I started doing the project. And then Malice was basically 
the first name of the Cures band when they first started. <laughs> so it's kind of a mixture of the Cure and the Art of Noise, and that's kind of like Art of Malice kind of right. put together. That's the name of the group. Well, then, the well then, so I think the name fits the uh, the general intention of the music, anyway. So, <laughs> so it's really mixed up, but it 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 definitely has like more an electronic feel. Um, when I first started the band, when I first started this project, I wanted to do stuff that was a little bit more synth-like, but have like a darker feel to it. Um, I've always been pretty good with like trying to find different beats and trying to match different things. And, but I really wanted it to have like a darkness to it. So um, my earlier works were a little bit, um, the first album was just very, like I was just trying to figure it out, even just recording itself, like recording for myself, which is, is always, it still is very difficult. Yeah. So I'm not think, very inclined. <laughs> I think you started um, like the, as a, on Bank, has like the, spectator victim and then the luxury of sin and uh luxury of skin sorry and in the shadow of illness those are like the first four songs like you did like and i think that i think it was pretty early on i mean i think that that was what, very early on 2000 that was late 2006 early 2007 maybe 2007 i don't remember exactly i think it was like 2007 2008 it was real early on like maybe even 2006 because he recorded that with big red in the nights so, yeah, yeah. You recorded uh, <laughs> that that first cu- couple songs on Big Red, and uh, probably, I mean, it had to have been at least by two thousand seven, because that's when we started doing our little our. Because I think our first like, because I was, because we you know we had the silver cord, and then um, you did Art of Malice, and then I kind of did like some like like a little mini side project with the blind hearts. And I remember we played that one blind hearts art of malice show at. Yeah. That was the first time you played live with it. And I think. And um, one of two times that I played live with it. <laughs> well, because we played, we played at the Lairner. Wyatt's torch. Yeah. Wyatt's the... torch. And did then... we do it twice of that? Is that type of thing? Yeah. Because what we did, um, well, we did, we did two shows with the blind hearts art of malice thing itself which was one at the larimer and one at wyatt's torch i think it would have been 2007-2008 when that happened i think um, it was around two thousand. yeah definitely for sure and then we also did that one like um uh a variety show <laughs> that we did where we did both God, and we did so record as well and we did like acoustic and it was horrible <laughs> but um yeah, that was that was like Carol Burnett show on Satan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I mean at least by two thousand seven I think is when you first started. I mean like what was the kind of the um, I think like you just kinda of wanted to experiment like start start something as your own that you could like experiment with and do something different from the silver cord because silver cord is more like song based right right so yeah it was more guitar based too i wanted to do something completely synth related and like i initially i wanted to do more of like a synth pop dark synth pop everything but it's just not been turning that way and especially once i did um the next series of work where i did the harris harris ep back in i think 2010 2009 2008 2009 ish 2009 you uh it was yeah it was 2009 because um i remember 
um, listening to it for the first time, and I was in the um, the one bedroom apartment with Tabitha, so that would have been two thousand nine. Yes, I mean that album. I felt was kind of the chrysalis of how I wanted the band, how I wanted this project to sound. Um, definitely, I, mean, I still feel it's better than the work that I've done now. <laughs> there was something about that pocket was really like there were a lot of songs just really clicked um but the, and yeah you know i would say that there was like so far been three main um pro, like kind of like the, that first batch batch of songs had a certain type of almost monolithic type of almost swans type of feeling in a way with and then also we had like that other drum machine and i remember yeah. you know um doing stuff where where the the boss like where we were um i was helping out by manipulating the boss like in time yeah. like because it had all the different things on it so we could kind of and yeah i remember some of those songs kind of almost sound like die form a little bit you know like it was more it's kind of monolithic thing and then i feel like here's heresy was like then like the next step where and it was very like um I mean that one's very very noisy and menacing. I remember listening to it the first time and thinking, this this sounds like um the music like a serial killer would make. <laughs> you know, like that was the kind if, of feeling. It I was had. definitely it was definitely driven like, you know, the sounds I'm trying to go for was like die form, like something you would see in a serial movie mixed with like um you know, like like skinny puppy like it was definitely too dark park related, you know, I was listening to that a lot. Um, and just a lot of darker industrial music. But I think the biggest thing was I wanted to feel like an institution. Like, like if you were in an institution, these are the sounds that you would hear in your head. That was kind of like, this is heresy. It was definitely like, you felt like you should be like, why would you even be brought here to suffer like this? And that was kind of like, for me, was there was the whole pocket of right before I fucking had my psychotic break where it was just like, euthanasia was just like the steps in the ways to get out you know it was kind of like it was it was kind of like it was almost like an audio suicide note i would never do that but it was one of those things where i felt like there was a lot of things where like my brain wanted to shut it out and it was just like so i just put it into music so right. it was just and then the next wave after that was the pockets with like the him and the her um nothing goes uh, the lead one yeah i mean like the him and the her um um oh, jesus um did the habit hold um cover the patch mode cover and um um yeah which if you if about. people go back to the um the patch mode episode that you and i did they can hear that that cover yeah yeah i did that cover in like 2010 um and I definitely felt like I think it was it later was a, than that. I think I think you did that because you had a tractor, that was, so it would have been it would have been like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen or something. Yeah, I'd have to like look it up, but it was it was or it was like it early to the, the, the early in the tens, early in the tens, <laughs> back in the tens. <laughs> the stuff that you did on nothing grows and grows in the shade. I mean, I remember your that was that was right, like what twenty sixteen or something. 2015. I remember when you were. You know, most that. of that stuff was. No, most of that stuff was. Most of the stuff in Nothing Grows in the Shade. Like, 
and I kind of like put like certain things together. All this stuff was done in, like 2010. That was I a think lot of this stuff was done in like, 2010, 2011. I feel like it was later than that though, because I mean, I just remember. Because this was a lot of times when I was going through all of my shit. Like a lot of my shit was like written at this time. Like nothing grows in the shade. That particular song, I wrote it on an airplane. Everything that whole song was written on an airplane. Like I recorded the little fucking like air sound that comes out of your air. Like everything I wrote that whole song on a flight home. Right. <laughs> um, but I, remember, I think it was it was earlier on. I just remember there was like a podcast stuff that you were doing. Uh, and I think this like no hope, uh, hope or whatever. Like yeah, no hope. Yes, we can. Like that one. I think that I remember. Maybe that was in like twenty thirteen or something. Well, no hope. We actually did that as an introduction at the Silver Court show. We did it at Herman's when we got our beers throughout us. I oh, was that. The, I started off the show with that song. Like it was one of the like um, one of the. Uh, patches of songs in between okay maybe i'm thinking of i think there's some stuff that you never released or anything that you showed me that i don't think is on any of this actually like there's stuff like kids that kind of sound more boards of canada ish like there's a few there's a few tracks that, that are like kind of not put it like the the ones that are like the the ones that were done around 2013 was um i believe the him and her the ep one with him and the her it's midnight approaches and to have it to hold cover mm. they were and i mean the thing is that i've mixed these things up so much that like some of this stuff could be newer could be older you know right, kind of yeah. even kind of even with this album like but, yeah but i remember like, I think that the having old stuff was like um, at least 2013 because you had the tractor by that point. That's when you started implementing the, the tractor stuff, you know, like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like. Um, um, yeah, I definitely feel like that, that uh, there's like um, that very first like wave of stuff had a very different feeling to everything else. Like once you hear Harris Heresy, like it's more of like that's kind of more like the art of malice sound that you've kind of stuck with, even with the new, the new music. Well, the newer, the stuff that I was showing you around 2013, 2014 was the stuff that's in this album with, um, with, um, the, it was the, the, the brighter pocket of this, uh, album, like, uh, responsorial song, cold night in Tulsa and, um, the murder bodies here, the innocent song. Those were three cuts that I did earlier, like the music I did earlier, but I it was not even flushed out at all. I didn't have oh, okay, maybe that's nothing it. to it. Those are the three songs I was working on. Um, so before, those are those are pretty old. They're those are fairly old, like some of the tracking of it, but everything else that was put together, like the, the murderous bodies here, is really old. That one is like probably. I remember because that song, um, since we're going into Death Hypnos, I can just start breaking it down a little bit. Yeah, in essence, basically the samples for that is when Sandy Hook, when the Sandy Hook shooting happened. Right. Yeah, that's that sample that I remember you tried to use at the. Um, I did we, use it. Yeah, we DJed, and then that guy, that guy got got all upset about it. He got all pissed about it. And that's literally yeah. it's the nine one one tape for yeah. Sandy Hook. Well, that's I, what's in this song. Well, maybe they what got we can so hot pissed, but yeah, 
maybe what we can do so yeah so we have artemis deaf hymnals is the new album that um i'll be playing at the end of the episode um and uh maybe let's let's walk through like just go through each song and talk about it like that way i think that's yeah that's that's what we're gonna do i definitely because i'm planning on like breaking breaking this whole album apart just to kind yeah. of tell you so it kind of gives you i mean I, I would recommend listening to it first get your own your own perspective but as you can tell when you listen to this when you've listened to it i mean it's a pretty it feels like for me it's just it's kind of like how things are in life right now where they're t- everybody's telling you everything straightforward, but everything's also in reverse. You know, everything that they say, there's a, there's an alternate to it. Right. There's a reverse to everything, you know, like I feel like this album in particular, ironically, if you listen to every track, it's very, very religious. It's very, very spiritual to a point because I'm using a lot of shit from the Bible. Like a lot of shit. Like almost every fucking song has something averse in regards to the Bible. And it's usually revolving around, you know, desperation, the end of days, and um tragedy, and then like trying to find some type of calm at the end. Right. Kind of- <laughs> That's kind of how this is. But on the flip side of it, I want to portray that even though it could be looked at as religious or a very spiritual type of thing where it's being quoted from the Bible, if you play things, it, it, but there's a flip side to it and it's not necessarily a good or a bad. It's just you're hearing, I, I wanted to tell the tale of these songs from both sides of the coin. Like, like if you are somebody that's spiritual, if you're somebody that is an atheist, if somebody is, you know, believes in Satanism or whatever, you know, there's going to be a little bit of everything <laughs> right, There's, I think you know, and you got the kind of bleak bleakness of um of of just of life, and um I can yeah I think um we I got did a whole type of like um, Bible revelations type of thing. I remember going back to when we did this beautiful desolation, yeah, which was a kind of like ambient project we we've done, and um yeah, and I remember we had that one song we do where you just like quote stuff out of revelations. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were just reading the whole revelation chapter 13 on stage. And at the end we ripped the fucking Bible up on stage. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty ridiculous. In a place that was quote unquote, a a Christian nightclub. (laughs) Yeah. It was a Christian, Christian coffee shop. So there you go. And and yet we got asked back. So, (laughs) and we got asked back a few times. Yeah. They love this. You know, very ironic. You yeah. know, don't you think? I think they thought. Um, we were, I think they thought we were a Christian band because of the name. Some. Yeah, and I mean that's the funny thing. You know, I mean, you know, it it, it, it it's 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 double sided. You know, <laughs> not to say that I'm anti, not to say that I'm not spiritual to a point or anti to a point. I mean, I think I'm both. There's a duality to it. You know, I mean, I think that you can't have one without the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have one side without the other. You can't have, you know, I mean, the way you weighed anything in regards to, you know, Catholicism, to spirituality, to even Satanism, to like atheists. I mean, I'm not a very big religious person, not a big spiritual person. I don't lean one way or the other. But I think that there's a lot of bits and pieces 
that are interesting and both that all the different sides come to play you know like you know you can have like you know you know for an example like the first song the last rites on my terms are basically used like the right of confirmation, your last rites of confirmation when you're going to pass away and a, and a priest is coming to like take your soul from your body. That's basically what's in that song. Like basically it's talking about like, you know, somebody reading your last, your last rites, you know, and then kind of like the, the, I think the whole idea of every one of these songs is I want you to have like a, a atmosphere to what that should feel like. Like it could feel, it could be very, you know, some people are very scared when they died or certain people that have a certain peace or some people that are in this, I I would think it would be this haunting limbo. Like, I think you would just be, depending on how you die or like where you go. But I felt the started from the beginning as like you're dead at the end. And then at the, and then it's just rewind your way back you know, to like, you know, maybe I'll live through this. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of kind of a reverse tale. Like it was like, I want to go start to finish, but then there's a reverse, just kind of like how I do everything with this project. So yeah, so you're starting, um, <laughs> starting your beginning at the end. <laughs> Last right. Um, and then like, I, I mean, with that one, I mean, I, you know, I, I made a video for it and I'm thinking about doing like a whole video soundscape for the whole album and putting it in one 45 minute film right and put it on YouTube. where i build it put it on youtube and build the whole thing like one visual because if i ever do this show live it has to have a movie background because i can't like do anything that's going to make this look interesting at all right well, yeah, like, I, mean, I would have to be it would be more of a presentation of a movie versus me being on stage right you know yeah, I think that that's a that's a cool idea because it's very uh, cinematic um, album, and um, yeah, like the song "My Father Does" and "Doctors Do." I really like this song, like the the beat and everything. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I, it was weird. That song was a weird song because it's like you know, I used basically a person that um, had catatonic schizophrenia. You know, and, and this is a common theme with the Art of Malice, with the Silver Court, with any of my fucking life, whatever. That mental illness comes somewhere into play in yeah. my music. It's always, I mean, I mean, of course, uh, people who don't know you, like your 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 mother was schizophrenic and everything like that. That's a kind of big part of the whole thing and, and your experience of life. And so it's like, um, I mean, that's from the very beginning of our very first music that we did together for Silver Court in 2006 was... The whole first EP that we were writing was the Choir of Chaos. Like it was all about mental illness. So you know, it's, it's all about the voices in your head, or like how it affects other people or yourself. You know, I think with this song, it was interesting because like catatonic catatonic schizophrenia is a hell of a lot different. It, it's not, and it is. It's just the way that your body expresses yourself when you're when you're in your episodes. You know, I mean, that particular cut was I had to go into the actual like the interview with the the schizophrenic I had to cut and chop and cut and chop because that actual conversation that it was only seven minutes was actually 20 (laughs) so (laughs) because they would have big huge like nine month pregnant pauses okay means the things he was saying 
so was Where he it like, sounded more like a conversation yeah was he um so catatonic schizophrenia is it like um i mean he almost sounded like he was like hypnotized like when when you're listening to it like it sounds like somebody's under hypnosis almost you know like it's like a mixture of like somebody that's on hip in like in hypnosis or almost borderline dementia you know like because you're just very like no expression no like you know no raising of the voice really no no muddling of the voice really you know it just it, it's just very like blah like so somebody has a so like a normal schizophrenic like the people i used to have to deal with working downtown like they're like having like all these you know things and voices and they're seeing everything like so much but it's catatonic schizophrenic somebody who basically is like like the opposite where they shut down kind of right is it it's kind of it's just it's just one of those things where it's like the body is not keeping up the mind and the body just slows itself down to the point where it's almost in a meditative state. Right. That's why she kind of, the guy sounded like hypnosis. I mean, the conversation's very strange. I did notice too that you um um uh, managed to to kind of lay out the uh, the stuff with the beats as well. <laughs> like sometimes, like the yeah, like I mean. Like just the way some things kind of, especially that one, it was just kind of like you would take out some of the beats to kind of ex- like put out some certain phrases, kind of point it out, you know, like point out the points of conversation. Because I think, you know, there was a lot of validity and, you know, I didn't, the fucked up part is I didn't think it was all that fucking crazy. No, it didn't sound that crazy. Man. I mean, like the shit he was saying was legitimate, you know, and that's I think the other flip of the coin is that it's like what is schizophrenia? What is crazy? What is something that's like not necessarily irrational? I'm sure this kid guy has episodes where he can't control himself physically, or he does, or he just locks up and can't even communicate. Yeah. But the whole idea of like you know when he was talking about like you know. Well, I can't say how I really feel because I'm going to be in a fucking other place that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I've seen that happen. You know, I see how, like, just like anytime you open your mouth, whether it be, like, with, with, in a hospital or, like, if you were to be arrested, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, the more you open your mouth, the more they can get yourself in trouble. Yeah, exactly. It's just the best to keep your mouth shut, you know. And I think, you know, in his case, I think that he was just so primary in his thought you know like he you know i mean he was getting so tangled into the effect that you know he couldn't play it he wanted to play the piano but i think the, the crux of it is he doesn't know how yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think the crux of it he doesn't know how and he doesn't know how to function with that yeah you know but i don't think that he'd be a functional person in society you know they find it very funny because it's just very one thing about schizophrenics is that they're, they're very dependent on either a mother or a father source and it's just one of those things where they get very dependent and it's something where it's very hard to break that cycle and then you know you don't then you start to lose your soundscape of reality you know so it's always interesting you know yeah um sponsorial psalm is just you know it's kind of i felt like it was just kind of an interlude (laughs) it's kind of just like kind of like kind of like a you know kind of like we'll be right back (laughs) 
because <laughs> of the sponsorial song. You know, like it was just kind of this kind of a meditative thing where, you know, in a responsorial song is basically kind of a preamble to like the, like if you're in a Catholic mass, you're going to have, you're going to have, you know, your first, your first gospel, which I felt was like my father does a doctor's do. Your responsorial song is just kind of like, kind of like, we'll be right back with the second gospel. <laughs> yeah. And the second gospel was pretty much the three songs that are coming up after that which were kind of done like colors I did um, last week right. <laughs> or the week before. Um, but, but, uh, but colors is, is obviously a, a pseudo cover of, uh, of sisters of mercy song colors. It's a variant. Let's put it that way. It's definitely, it's not COVID. It's, 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 a it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like um, you've gone to hell and you're hearing colors like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, playing like through some kind of like warped, like dimensional speaker or something. Yeah, like it's definitely. I mean, I just, I mean, it's not any different than the song, you know. I mean, they basically I did sing the words. That, that was the words for the whole song. It's just, you know, just like at that point, I would just go, okay, I can just put it at the beginning and put it at the end and then reverse it in the middle. And, and then, yeah. you know, but I think, you know, in that one, I just felt like it was kind of an homage versus a cover. Yeah. You know, they kind of like I wanted to do something with it. I knew it wouldn't be the. I didn't want it to be a cover. I tried to make it a cover, and it sounded like shit. So I was like, okay, we're just gonna take this and just, you know, warp it put up. a little, just just warp it up and and see what comes out of it. I think, right. you know. Um, I think like the three songs in the middle are kind of like how I do anything in my music, whether it's in a, a set list for a show or anything. It's always the three songs that are always like the oddballs. Uh, yeah. Like those, those three, probably those three probably could have been on a different CD and it would probably make more sense. And it might end up being the case. These might end up being its own. I mean, and I, think, I might just cut these three out and, I think it, and then, I think it works though, you know. It's, it's it fine. works yeah. because they think, you know, it like you have to have like a little bit of like, you know, it can't be all a fucking dungeon. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. I was like Cold, um Cold Night in Tulsa, I mean, is this your homage to the first forty eight? <laughs> it is definitely <laughs> it is definitely like my hip hop fucking in hell version <laughs> of like the fucking first forty eight theme song is like sampled and reversed and put in there along with like just some hip-hop beat yeah and then you <laughs> and then i just and i just took an episode and chopped that fucker up yeah it was definitely yeah. an homage to I, like the show I, that i watched like constantly yeah i heard this song I was like la i was like laughing because i was like yeah this is it's like this is you taking like what you watch like non-stop like just in like yeah i'll just put this in the in it <laughs> It's just something like it just is definitely resonant in, in my in my head. It's definitely not transient by any any stretch of imagination. I just thought it was funny when I started like fucking with it and I like timed it out. Where I was like, Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's 30 a.m. A rain of bullets. And then shots rang out. And it's like time to fucking beat. Like Yeah. But it but it makes sense because a lot of narrators um will narrate for the metronome. Right. So so a lot of times they, it makes sense that it actually timed out. Because what I started doing was I was taking that particular piece of it and then I timed 
the beat to the narration of just that first part. Right. So I took that beat and slowed it down to how it matched that. And I was just like, this is funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then I just took like an episode and just chopped it up and just, you know, I think it, w- it all in there. And it works in the theme of the whole thing too, because I mean, you're talking about death, you know, talking about, about real life, you know what I mean? Like that's what's going on in this song, you know? Well, I think that's the biggest thing that's in here. You know, you, you, the death hymnals, like the whole title of the album itself, you know, is this kind of like, you know, tales of like the different stages of how you feel when you're about to die, if you want to die, how you want to die, why you want to die, when you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> or, and then there's also that desperation, like, I don't want to die yet, you know, and I think, um, it starts to get more miserable towards the end of the album. <laughs> like, it's super miserable. Right. Um, um, Cold Night also just like, you know, just how you can be exterminated, this fragility of life, you know, even though it is definitely my homage to the first 48, it's definitely the fragility of life where you can just be like getting a fucking soda in a fucking convenience store and you're done. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Came over. And you didn't get a chance to fucking do anything. Yeah, a chance to fucking like, even if you were a fucking cokehead, or you could have been like, I think you probably shouldn't have been out in that fucking bad area at that time of night. But sometimes you have a craving for something, you go out, and then all of a sudden you get your head blown off, you know. Right. Um, and then we talked a little bit about the 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 next track, the Innocence Murders Bodies here, which is basically um kind of you know, just kind of an ambient track. I felt like it was a death. The first thing I thought about this when I got the track and I started putting it together, it was like a death march. Because it's like kind of like like it just felt like it's a frontline thing. Like like the whole thing was just like kind of preamble where somebody's walking into a school and just shooting a bunch of kids. (laughs) It just really, it just felt like it was just like one thing was just like a methodical movement it's just like something that when you're doing something somebody that's psychotic like that it's been time like there's no, sometimes it's very chaotic and sometimes people are just very methodical well it's like know? the guy who um shot those people in norway you know what i mean like that was like really yeah. methodical he just went from and that was like real real crazy to watch too because i mean these people were so like um so like like I don't know, so like fucking passive that they just literally just let this guy walk up and shoot them. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like it could it, somebody could have easily taken him out, but everybody just like was like so passive that they just let him like yeah, not even, not even caring him. about it, just absent. You know, I mean, and then like the parable of the net was kind of a part two of two songs it's a part two of bailed and flaws the part two of the reality of hell yeah you know like you have this song has the uh the full samples from the the reality of hell um that was we used part of it yeah yeah Yeah. that that we use for um for the silver cord for the for the reality of hell (laughs) yeah that we did which is two songs put together on that this beautiful desolation album and that, that reality of hell tape was one that I found randomly one morning going to work on top of like a newspaper thing. It's crazy because I can't like find it on the internet, the actual copy of it, like on the net. Like there's different versions of it, but not that one. Like it's just yeah. that somebody just recorded that shit. And it was probably I, 
We have three copies too. We have two cassettes. So you have one cassette. I have one cassette version of it. I found. Yeah. So we both have, and then I found a CD version of it too. And the C and this is over the space of ten years. I found two downtown around the same time in like what two thousand ten, uh, two thousand nine, something like that. And then I found the CD version literally like twenty. Was it 2018, 2019? Like I all of a sudden I, I got out and I found the CD almost 10 years, like over 10 years later, you know, it's pretty crazy. I think the one thing too, that I've found out in this album is a lot of times when I use a sample, it's either used in threes or in sixes. So it's kind of weird. There's a lot of numerology in this album on accident. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lot of times I'll use a sample in a song three times or it'll be used in chopped up six times. Yeah, like I counted, I went through it. I'm like that's fucking weird, and it wasn't <laughs> intentional. It wasn't intentional. Just happened. Yeah, so it's just I think it's just the power of you know kind of how everything's put together. Well, then you also, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know pretty ironic since you have yeah aspects of it where it's all about six and sixes and threes. So and yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just the you know it's all about I think and it's definitely like the fallacy. Or the strength, or or the the positioning of man. Whether you know, you know, he, a man can be very strong, willed, very determined, very calculated, very thoughtful, or they can be very deceitful, very vengeful, very fall into temptation and all that shit. You know, I think you know. I wanted to show in this album that I felt that for one, it's a very masculine album. Like I wanted this to be a very masculine album in regards to showing like fragility, um, fragility, but then desperation, and then and then then exception, like right. accepting I what think, your fate is. I think that the, the next song, the undercurrents of the maritime. I, I obviously this is dealing about like that that um, submarine, right? Like which is it's yeah. very very ironic, but which, yes, it is. Yeah, which I think uh, maybe kind of ties into the idea of um, hubris, like people's hubris, like these people hadn't, all these like millionaire people have such hubris that they think that, that they, you know, they don't even comprehend like, oh, like we could die and then they, they do, you know, in a way it's kind of like. I just a whole lot of fucking like variables with this, you know what I mean? You know, you figure undercurrents in the maritime, I mean, obviously it happened in Canada. Like between Canada and the United States, whatever album the fuck in that in that in that pocket or whatever. But I think the the biggest thing like was undercurrent is like fucking you know that the submarine went in there. I mean, and you know they had. I mean the undercurrent of it all. Like if you if you take the first part of it, like if you take what actually happened, like you know what actually happened, it was like the fucking thing went underground. I mean went underwater for the most part. And then something happened where the whole thing fucking just like just yeah. done, you know. But you know, so you know, something took it down there and it couldn't come back up, you know. And I think the whole, you know, the whole premise of the song is like how you would feel down there, and fucking like like I wanted you to feel like you were fucking like choking or dying underwater. Like, right. So everything was compressed, kind of yeah. like what happened to them. Everything, the music, everything, every every fucking sound of that album was 
fucking dip crushed and compressed the shit. <laughs> like, so I kind of wanted you to feel like how it would feel, like what that desperation must have had that felt like in that fucking submarine. You know, I think the undercurrent of it all, the ironic part of it all is like what rich people can do and like, you know, how they can just go and just do whatever the fuck they want, you know, you know, and I think, you know, when they talked about like how many people were in that submarine, how big it was. I mean, that submarine was as big as a fucking bathroom. It wasn't very big. No. And, you know, you have five people in there and the way they would bring people, you had to get in there and they would fucking like bulk you in from the outside. Yeah. So they couldn't get out of there if they wanted to. I mean, they're fucking strapped down from the outside in. Yeah. Which, what kind of fucking ridiculousness is that? I would never get into any of that. Like, fuck no. There's no way. Why why would you do that? (laughs) Because when you're rich, you ain't got nothing else to do. Like, you have everything and you're still not happy. So, what do you do? You do something to fucking like risk your life, you know, or something like that. You know, I think the undercurrent of it all, one of the undercurrents, obviously, is the, is the whole, the whole fucking event. I mean, they've had it pumped out there for fucking days. And then you come to find out they knew in the beginning and they pumped yeah. that shit out on the news for days. For yeah, distraction. The Na- yeah. The Navy knew Sunday. right when it happened. Yeah. Right, right when it happened. Yeah. They knew exactly. And, and so, you know, that they're, yeah, it's definitely like distraction. I mean, there was a lot of shady shit going on in that those four days. So, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And I mean, I won't go into the politics of it all. It's just, I want to go in. But I think it was definitely, you know, world-based political bullshit. You know, I mean, they all knew that that fucker was already done. You know, already fucking done. Yeah. You know, and they went and drugged that out shit, faked that shit, deep faked that shit for like four fucking days. Come on now. They knew, they knew from the get that was already, you're done. Yeah. Um, I think the thing about it, you know, that's just very ironic about the song is it's like, for one, it's a fresh, it's brand fucking new. Like, it's very, very current event. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing about it was was so fucked up is like, you know, me, it's like, I am just like, as the older I get, the more conspiracy theory I get. Like, I need to buy <laughs> just boxes upon boxes of tinfoil because, I mean, you just think about it this way. They're saying that they have directly they pulled up today, yesterday, or whatever. Is that there could be bodies, and but it's like literally just looks like like somebody took apart a fucking hard drive, <laughs> you know? Like they're pulling like just scraps out of there, but you don't see no bodies in there. It's just like they just pull the pieces. Like it's just like whatever, you know. There's a part of me that thinks that they weren't even in that motherfucker in the first place. <laughs> like they just hid those motherfuckers. Like they're all they were all rich motherfuckers. And they, they, I mean, nobody's going to see that they were around. There ain't no, there ain't no proof that there's no bodies. There's nothing. Right. I mean, they can just lock that thing. And t- I mean, nothing was controlled by a fucking PlayStation controller, for God's sakes. They were controlling that bitch with a fucking joystick. Yeah. Like, you would have a PS5 with. I mean, that's the one thing I would be. In a, and they were paying, like, $250,000 a pop to get in that bitch. I don't know why anybody would do that. And when you mean, like, again, it's just one of those things where you thrill seek to the point where, you know, that's like, I'm bored, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. But I mean, anyways, it's just, I think, you know, overall, like, the undercurrents, there's so many different undercurrents, like, in regards to the song itself, in regards to the experience, if you were in that situation and you're trying to troubleshoot, 
you're trying to shovel shoot the whole time. Like, how the fuck you get out of this? And then you well, just, I think, you I just... think, uh, from what I understand, like, you know, if you are, if people were in that, like, um, they would have had very long. They would. I think it just like crumpled, right? Like that. Yeah, they didn't know. They probably was just dead. Before they, you know, it was like, oh shit, cook. They're probably dead instantly because there there's so much pressure that it just blew yeah. them up. Basically, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just, <laughs> yeah. Last hand, you're done. Yeah. Like a coke can, like you stepping on a coke can. It was literally like that. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Literally like so, stepping on a coke can. It was probably so. If pretty... that happened, then that's great. You know. Yeah. But it, I mean, but there was definitely warning signs that that thing wasn't couldn't see i'm sure i'm sure as they're going down like yeah i mean i just yeah and then think... of course of course the simpsons predicted it once again once yeah. again <laughs> and episode like what 20 like early 2010 yeah <laughs> not the exact same but pretty fucking close yeah where homer <laughs> and his, his rich rich his rich dad go down to the titanic with and... the, with this with the sun like they were talking about the little sun that's going down with them and shit I'm like what the fuck dude that's some <laughs> fucked up shit <laughs> but what can you do you know i think you know it was just one of those things where i just that song really just made it feel like you are so deep underwater and everything's just compressed and fucking like like yeah, it just I, I would just feel how I feel like if I couldn't breathe. Right. <laughs> like, One. I just wanted to make that song very uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have all like, the the weird the lowered down octave and voice voices and all this stuff and And most of the songs on this album for the most part are all voices that are completely manipulated so Yeah. No, like in the, the next song, the six hundred and <laughs> Three score and six, of course, has literally the Book of Revelations, basically like yeah. recorded. Like, uh, was that from like a uh, like some reading on on YouTube or something? Yeah, it was just a reading on YouTube, and and that voice was like fucking down tuned, like maybe five or six octaves. Cause that it sounded, shit, yeah, that was, <laughs> it sounded, it sounded like, you like, like a, something you would hear like at the Ten Commandments. It sounded like you like, you slowed it down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like that's how it really sounded. Yeah. Dude, I slowed it down a lot of it. And yeah. that, I mean, he sounded like, hi, you know, three sons, I have three sons, go. I was like, oh, that's how he sounded. Like, hey, Charlie. <laughs> and he was like, hi, I am Satan and Sean Connery. And that's what it sounds like. <laughs> In the beginning, and that's the journalist. It's like, it was super slowed down, and it was detuned as shit. So this is like this is like the apocalypse, like of the of the album, like the uh, you're taking taking it into into apocalyptic territory with this one. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted like I think there was a whole. I think the undercurrents of maritime and and six 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 was basically like, you know, I felt like it was the end of days or like a, a desperation. You're le- it's leading you into desperation mode. Whether you die or you're about to die, or you're seeing certain things, you're seeing the end of days. You know, there's 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 a countdown. You know, right? And what then obviously of... the and then the last song basically just is about you know I just don't want to go just yet. I just don't want to leave this place just yet. I just don't really want to leave this place just yet. But then you hear all these voices talking like and like commiserating like Yeah, you're done, bitch. Right. <laughs> Which kind of leads back into the. Uh last rights in in a way exactly 
Yeah. Like the yeah. beginning is the end is the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I feel like one one theme you could look at the you know obviously every pretty much every song has something that deals with death, right? That's like the one. It's one of the elements that's that's throughout the whole thing or death and I mean it plays a part for the most part. Not I mean, not every single thing, but um, you feel like um, yeah, it feels like some of the stuff is dealing with um societal violence as well and and societal stuff that you um you kind of see like i feel like the whole thing feels very much like you're um inputting like just your surroundings into the music like whatever is in front of you you know whatever is like whatever is entering your consciousness is kind of getting put certain you know you're kind of putting certain of those things into the music you know what i mean well, it revolves around to the very, 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 very first song to together, the spectator. The spectator, this is like the art of malice is nothing but spectator, being a spectator. I mean, I think a lot of it is just being witness, like being witness to certain things, seeing certain things, or having an interpretation of certain things. It's definitely like somebody that's like, you know, watching, or yeah. like, you know, or like being in an audience and, and, cheering it on or watching it from the sidelines what the fuck or you know like there's a different lot of um thought around it the one the one song from the beginning early days that i wish that we had a recording of we never got one of was the one about the uh, the wedding that the israeli wedding oh my yeah. fucking god i just that, wish that was, I could hold that. that was a really badass song and it, it was definitely like it, it was like if it, it was just basically like literally like how I write stuff with our mouths. It's like that, just that death. They're death anthems. They're death hymnals. They're death anthems. I was going to call this death anthems, but I decided to go death hymnals because I wanted to have more of a spiritual yet religious type experience to it. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, revolve like the album around like how you would see like a mass. I almost was going to call it like the, like a, like a mass of like a, you know, like a black mass or something like that. You know, that yeah, this feels like it's like a service. It's about the same t- about the same type of time of, of a Catholic mass. It's like about an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. and half of the time you're sitting there trying to muddle through, like trying to figure out like what the fuck are you really saying, even though you're saying it clearly. You know, and then um, you, you got you got a lot of um like church organ sounds and stuff like that on here too, which I think kind of goes to. <laughs> increasing that that feeling right yeah i definitely think so i mean and obviously at the end i did the lord's prayer and i couldn't have made that sound even more fucking disturbing <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. how it was it'd be something that's supposed to calm you down when you do it kind of it's sounds, almost like a hail Ma- it's almost like a hail mary you know like when you say the lord's prayer you're sitting there saying it like it's a confirmation where with this it was just kind of like I just felt like it was a desperate, it was literally like the desperation moment. Like if you were sitting here, I was like, please don't let me leave this place or please don't let me die or please don't let this happen. And the whole time you're sitting there talking, saying Lord's Prayer, you hear the Lord's Prayer backwards telling you like, it just kind of like everybody just kind of talking like in, in, your, in the background saying, yeah, whatever goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you're... Um... It sounds like you're reciting the Lord's Prayer, like, and uh, there's like some demonic voices, like, mocking you or something as you're doing it. It's whatever. like a mocking, or, or like, or like a, a judgment. 
or like it could be determined in a many, myriad of ways. You could be as a mocking, it could be like a judgment, it could be like then just like like kind of like anytime you're in a in a in a social situation where you feel like people are talking about you, like I think that was definitely one of the things where you hear people like actually talking to you, but you can't like fucking make it out. Like you always feel like like and even if you might even feel like that and it might not even be happening. But you're hearing that you're hearing that it's that little voice in your head. It's like you know, you might not necessarily be good enough, or like why would they? They might be thinking this. Why would they be thinking that? Like that paranoia. Thing. So I think it's just, it's definitely like I felt like the majority of the album was based in desperation. Um, but then like it was just weird because I set the tone with the first song, and then I put the video together, and. You know, I felt like I, at that point I was like, I need to do something that's more or less like, like a maps, and that's kind of like where you hear a lot of the cathedral organs and all that stuff. And, but I think you know, again, you know, just kind of close out my thought process is like I think the biggest thing you'll see with this album is that there might you know, somebody might see this as a very religious album with the use of a lot of phrases from the Bible. But on the flip side of it, like there's a lot of things that you know, fall in line with other religions that fall into this too. I mean, there's a dark, there's a dark element to it. And this is the, and you can't have one with, again, you can't have one without the other. Like, I think like, you know, things that I talk about, the things that are talked about in this album, you know, cross over to many different thought processes, whether, you know, you might think one way or not. I mean, somebody might look at this and be like, this is like, you're taking so much stuff out of the Bible. This is a little bit preachy here. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I mean, it's definitely for me. I feel like it's for me personally. It feels like it, I did kind of use this as like kind of like a spiritual experience, you know. Like I'm not a big like go oh, Jesus go, but it's not like I'm like like I don't know what to believe. So I think for this one, it's just like I just want to put out there like the things that if, like say something. If you don't believe in God, then there's a lot of proof in that. If you believe in Satanism, there's a lot of proof in that. If you believe in God, there's a lot of proof in that, but there's a lot of doubt in this album. Like, there's a lot of things like, why would you let somebody get gunned down in the head if you're from God? Why would you, why would you let a fucking whole school of kids get shot up by a, a fucking adult? Really? <laughs> like, you know, it's just a lot of shit that just like don't make sense. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, yeah. I mean, if anything, there's a, there's a real, uh, also a real um, nihilism on it in a way because it's just like here's all this fucked up shit that's going on like you know like um who uh you know like if there is a god you know a, a god who's actually like supposed to be like you know interacting with us in some way like it's you know he's letting a lot of fucked up shit happen but maybe maybe it's like this other thing of two of like if there is a god he's not probably not really like um here like um watching over everything we do you know we're kind of at our own our own own ends to be doing what we doing doing things you know what i mean like it's up to the individuals to uh to do good or do bad you know what i mean and so some people choose to do bad you know well i think there's a lot of things that are failed in this world and it's going to be brought to you in a, a message that's going to be comfortable to you it's kind of like you know, if you see an alien or a gray and they look fucking 10 feet tall and they don't look fucking human, they're going to scare the shit out of you. But if they can go and mask themselves as, say, a priest or someone that believes in, um, you know, 
Christianity or somebody that believes, that believes in Satanism, like whatever is going to be comfortable for you might be the, the vessel they might go into. You know, it's like, as this is the thing that I always think is kind of weird about things, because I think that there's a message in every type of religion. And I mean, I know that this particular, like my particular views might be in alignment with a lot of your audience that you have for your show. <laughs> but I think there's a, there's a, but I think there's a lot of things that you can take and extrapolate from it that, that translates into some of the beliefs that, you know, some of your listeners might have, you know and I mean? I'm not sitting there saying go God by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't know. I mean, me personally, I don't. I don't have a fucking clue, and I'll find out when I'm done. You right. know, I'll well, find out in, in memories and moments. You know, right? Well, you use um, yeah, and you use like religious like elements and the Bible and and stuff like that. But I mean, like, it, it's not always like saying like go Jesus. There's different contexts. If you have like some like, Christian rock band, who's like seeing how jesus come inside of them and stuff that's that's like something different from uh from the way that you're deep, using deep inside them <laughs> yeah is that very different from the way you're using like the bible or the lord's prayer all that kind of stuff you know what i mean well i think that we've used it with the silver corn and i've used it with our mouse itself is that there's there's a there's a it's a two-sided coin there's different there's different and, and any mirror image is going to be a different image that reflects that you might not see or something that comes in, it's just like, you know, it's like a portal that you're going through where, you know, you're going to see all these different angles, you know, and I think that, you know, the way I see it is, it's like, yeah, there's some spirituality in there, but there's a lot of darkness in there, like, you know, you have to travel through, you know, and, and I mean, you can't have one without the other, I mean, and vice versa, like, you know, I don't know, let's talk about, like, Lucifer, I mean, if, if we're going to go into the whole thing with the way Christianity believes into it, it's just one of those things where, like, I mean, Lucifer was sent down to Earth because he was, like, you know, quote-unquote, Jesus or God's fucking chosen one to come down here and, like, just regulate them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was one of the ones that he, like, held up high. It was, like, the next, like, one of the ones that were, like, top dog motherfuckers. And then it was like, no, but you gotta go down here and, like, deal with all these motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> I mean, but it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of confliction with that because I don't know what the fuck I believe with that. I mean, a lot of it shows a lot of stories, you know? Yeah. There's a, so, there's a lot of different, different stories. And, and even in the, in the Bible, a lot of things don't even, um, there's a lot of, con even in the Bible, like you read Genesis, there's like two different stories, one after the other, talking about the creation of things. So it's like, which one is, you know, real? I mean, you have to just like take a some of the things with a grain of salt in the sense that there's people transmitting, you know, telling oral well, stories, I, you know what I mean? I mean, it's happening, right? I mean, if you take it into, into present time right now, I mean, it's happening right now. I mean, like, you know, the Declaration of Independence is written in cursive. Mm -hmm. We have now two generations that don't know how to read cursive. So yeah. if you ain't got a computer to translate that shit, that translate, I'm sure a computer is going to translate that shit correctly. So yeah. you're going to have a bunch of people that's going to fucking know nothing they're going to see things that are documents that are that are representative of what our country is about, you know, the United States. And they ain't going to be able to read the shit. Yeah. They're going to have to have somebody to tell them how the fuck to read it. Yeah. Or somebody's going to show them how to read it. And it's getting to be when it goes back and further and further and further, you know, you're going to have all these documents that nobody's going to be able to read. And it's on fucking, it's on purpose, dude. <laughs> yeah, they want like, you to, they want you to be, like, people want you to, they, whatever higher power wants you to, they want to be in control. 
Like, and I think the thing is, they're just marionettes in this bullshit. You know, like we're just getting played. You know, we're just like, okay, well, we're gonna go this route. We're gonna do this thing, but you know, there's people that are very mindful. But I mean, in the end, it's just it's just like once in a while, it's like, okay, you can go do this now. Right. Well, there's <laughs> definitely now. there's definitely like a level, in my opinion. There's definitely a strata of of, of society that's so high above every one of us in a lot of ways. I mean, they have. I mean, if you think about the amount of money some of these people have, like uh, compared to the average person, of course, like there's like you know, I think it's kind of kind of um, what do you call it? Uh, it's kind of kind of kind of like um naive to not think that 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 there you know there's like certain types of agendas you know what i mean and definitely think um uh like the uh, kind of the fact that yeah like you're saying people can't won't be able to read there's like generations who can't read cursive i mean that's it's pretty pathetic you know what i mean like there's two generations now don't know how to read it or write it you know i mean you got this you got the you have you have the the zen the Part of the millennials and the and the Z the Zeners now you have the the Y and the you have the you know the the millennials and the and the Zs now that are going to have a real tough time. Yeah, I don't. And, and it's like it's not like all of them are fucking stupid, but you're getting to the point where you're starting to take away language. You're starting to take away writing. You're starting to take away all these things that you know we've learned. And it happens in every lifetime. Like there's certain things that, you know, like when you look at like Africa and you look at like the pyramids and shit. I mean, what the fuck were they doing to do that kind of shit? We don't we don't have that technology to do any of that shit. Yeah. But that was like fucking before Christ and shit. You know? Yeah, that was like uh, <laughs> six thousand years ago or something like that, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, a lot of shit that they were doing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that that we that technology that we had it's just gone it's just fucking gone and the way we used our minds the way we used our brains like it's rewired it's, they just took it and ripped the fucking motherboard out yeah. there's no way we could have done that shit without some type of form of technology or some type of form of mind power well i think shit. i think definitely mind power is a big part i mean if you think about um um the the fact that that our technology you know makes actually kind of makes people stupider be, just on a on one level because we don't have to remember stuff no more you know what i mean like right in the past everybody had you know some of these even you could meet some person who was like uneducated quote unquote um you know got person from like you know, I don't know backwoods or the south or something who probably had more knowledge about the world around them and all these stories and all this information like told you know told down generations you know what i mean like far more information actually stored in his brain ready to recall than uh the average you know person nowadays who's like relying on google to learn to know everything you know what i mean (laughs) yeah dude it's just it's fucking crazy i mean it's so much shit i think so i mean i guess in closing with the album i mean i think the biggest thing about it was you know was something you know, I've been trying to set my head around because it's, it's like, I mean, I've been wanting to, you know, put something together musically for years and it just comes in waves and breaks apart and this and that. And I just told myself this year, like, like 
once, twice, three times a week, I'm going to put a couple hours a day to try to put something together. Once I started like getting that muscle memory together, it all started coming together pretty quickly, which I was like, oh, shit, because this turned into, this was going to be like a four or five track EP tops, and it turned into 45 minutes. Well, it's like you know, and ended up turning into a situation where I wanted to do stuff vocally, and I still haven't really. I didn't really do anything vocally with this album, which the next album I have to just tell myself I gotta put something down for like vocally. Right. Yeah. I this just one chose not to do it. This one's a little different from like yeah, the older stuff you did all more vocals. This one's more like the the samples and the and the stuff kind of take the place of the vocals on this one, but yeah. um. I think the next one's definitely going to be oh, remember back to the last stuff where I was trying to you know, put out an actual first person message versus this is being more like a newscast almost. <laughs> yeah. So, I think there's a lot of a lot of like topics, a lot of events, and a lot of and there's just there is a person personal things, but it's not nothing that's coming first person from my mouth necessarily. Right. This one's more um but I feel like it's a little bit more like experimental and yeah, it's maybe a bit more so social societal is a big part and and um yeah, it's a little different from, from the if it, it feels like in keeping with the old stuff but a little bit different at the same time. And I mean it's your I think uh, when you're locked two and a half weeks in a hotel room and all you have is the fucking news stations and your computer and the, your thoughts. <laughs> it's <yeah>. kind of <laughs> And then you have a few things that you had kind of fleshed out before. I mean, it was just one of those things where it just started coming together. So, yeah. One. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's your first actual full album too, so all the rest of stuff has been EPs. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of started coming together pretty quickly, and and I figured I was gonna keep it at six, and then it just turned into eight, and then I was like, well. Let's round it up to an even number. So it's just, it was like, okay, 10. I'll show you 10. Right. Yeah, I think, and I mean, it sounds great too. I mean, even the rough mix that I heard so far, I think sounds like really good. You know, uh, I think it's one of the best, best, best things, like sound wise, just like production quality. It's one of the best thing, best ones so far, I think. Yeah, and it was all done in GarageBand. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, God, I really wanted to do it in Reaper, but um, a lot of the sounds I needed were either in Zoom or they were in the GarageBand. There's yeah. a few beats that are Zoom, but most of the stuff is GarageBand stuff. And yeah. some of the stuff I, I made myself through beats. Like some of those complex ones I made fucking some of those were like iDrum beats, but the iDrum program doesn't work anymore, so you just throw another beat into it. <laughs> <laughs> like that one, um, which one is it? I think it's uh, it's Responsorial song was one of the iDrum beats we made for a Silver Chords years ago with the iDrum program. Yeah. Like, I think like that was like where it ended up being, I think it was a different song that we used that beat on <laughs> that we were trying to put together a song and never formulated. Was yeah, because I, I don't think we ever actually wrote uh, a song with I drummers or something we were trying out. We never actually did anything with it, I don't, I don't think. The only thing that we did with I drum was a, a cry for help. 
they never got off the ground really. Yeah. It was a demo track that we did. We used I drum as the beat. It was like more blast beat type. Oh right, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that was that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. No. We just kinda ended up going back to Zoom. <laughs> yeah, because it just wasn't good. I mean, I mean I used Zoom for uh Parable of the Net. Yeah. And and also uh the <clears throat> the my father doesn't doctors do, I think is Zoom Yeah. 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 And um um yeah. Yeah, I think I used it on two or three songs of this album. So. Uh, yeah, the thing with um, with uh, recording this kind of music, uh, with it's more electronic and using like if you're actually using like software stuff, like GarageBand is a little bit easier because it already has like stuff on it. <clears throat> Where with Reaper, you have to actually buy like VSTs and set it up and everything, so it's a lot, it's a lot more work, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit more work. It doesn't really come with very much. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that, that that I think that kind of wraps it up, man. I think. Um, yeah, so, we got the. Um, I played the. Yeah, people will be able to hear the album, and um, you know, um, you can go on um, artamalice.bandcamp.com to get all the. Uh, the you can get the whole discography on there, and all the all the stuffs up on there. And also on Instagram too. Um, it's kind of a, I think, I think it's the art of malice, but I think it's got like underscores in it. I think, um, let me look real quick. It was, uh, yours is, um, yeah, it's the underscore art underscore of underscore malice. So on, uh, At Instagram. on the inst- Instagram, <laughs> ah, dang, went back to Back to the devil. <laughs> yeah, back, back on the back on there. Yeah, and then you know, hopefully, we'll release this album sometime in August. That's what I'm thinking. And then I'm gonna work on some some stuff for hopefully Silver Cord and for uh, more heavier, more audio from my like more vocal for me for Art of Mouse. Hopefully, by the end of the year. Maybe right. together like, like four track EP or five. Yeah. Or actual st- songs. <laughs> do some stuff more in the vein of like the earlier kind of more monolithic yeah. like singing type of sound. I want to do songs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do actual songs. So stuff like stuff like the spectator and all that. <laughs> yeah, just just something where like again I can actually have my voice in it and it actually shows the voice on the um, you know, whisper. Right. I yeah. feel like I'm I'm like of the of what's that fucking stupid band that whispers everything that um you know folk band of the uh, wand and the moon yeah everything oh, is yeah everything is everything is whispers I is it of the wand no it's not of the wand and moon it's um he I mean he talks a lot but I. It's not that, but Don, it's another band that has a name like that. They have a name. They have Moon in their name as well, and I can't think of. <laughs> I know what you're talking. Yeah, I can't think of that band is. Yeah, yeah. Other one, of Moon. He, just... he does a lot of spoken word stuff, but he, I, I, there's that there's that band where they just whisper and the yeah, Moon and the Night uh... Moon and the Night Spirit or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
Whatever, whatever it is, they're horrible. <laughs> they're I, so stupid. I don't. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. Uh, some of that like some of that neo folk stuff where it's just just spoken word just like whispering and stuff like gets a little annoying so hopefully the next art melon song will be about good old-fashioned like primal sex or something <laughs> like that <laughs> thinking, you know? go, go back to go back go back to 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 the uh to the basics <laughs> Go back to the basics. Read my poems. Read my poems. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Um, this album kind of feels more like, uh, at times, like um, I can hear more of your influence from like Boards of Canada and and all that definitely. kind of electronic music on this one. You know, like yeah, there's a lot of definitely Boards of Canada influence for sure, especially for the the later tracks like this, yeah. the six 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 and undercurrents. Um, um, definitely rain you know i think there's definitely a lot of the down tempo you know type of edm idm shit yeah you know, for sure apex twin cool. boards of canada yeah all that yeah all that kind of stuff that i know big a uh, big influence on you as well so yeah but i wanted to be pretty i wanted it to be pretty ambient pretty soundscapey but then have like in the middle like okay i'm not, we're not completely dead you know like, yeah, put some, put some little bangers in there. <laughs> little bangers. So yeah, I hope I hope uh, hope everybody enjoys enjoys. Yeah, and you can go pick it up in Bandcamp and everything. And yeah, and well, I mean, obviously, Ken will be back on the podcast again and at some point. So, uh, thank thank you very much, Carl, for having me on the program. I will be back again, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh. And then, and then oh, you yeah. guys can, uh, yeah, always um, tune on uh, the Denver Underground Radio and uh, here at Upstairs Room. So that's every Thursday night from uh, yeah. 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, which would be 11 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to hear more of more of us talking, you can go, you can tune in every Thursday. So <laughs> yeah, he'll see. He'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's close this out.